Blog Talk Radio. In Bell's Locker, it's the Fourth and Inches show with Jana and the Sherpa. <laughs> Jana, that's yours, so you better take it. Uh, the Pittsburgh Steelers uh, living up to their name tonight, apparently. Yeah. Wondering their former teammates' locker. Yeah, I mean, I guess they had to do something. <laughs> yeah, I, might I as well mean, steal I just, it if the you're whole, the Steelers, right? Yeah, the whole Le'Veon Bell thing is just exhausting I don't blame them for being done with this and I just think it was it was really weird that he showed up in Pittsburgh if he wasn't gonna he wasn't gonna play like why are you playing this kind of misdirection with your own team like your your teammates try to get a hold of you and nobody can like it's just it's silly it shouldn't be like this speaking of players that are there lots of interesting uh surprising results um for week 10 you know highlighted probably by the Buffalo Bills in their second uh, blowout victory of the Ooh. season. I think blowing so out Barkley the Jets is a little. Is a yeah, um, I, I think they're really going to live to regret that Josh Allen pick. Not that Matt Barkley is the long-term solution to their uh, problems, but if somebody like Matt Barkley can come in off the street and hang 41 points on the Jets, that doesn't really, uh, you know, bode well for. Uh, Josh Allen's long-term future with the team, I don't think. I don't know. I don't know if they're ready to admit. I mean, they still aren't ready to admit that Nathan Peterman isn't the guy. Like, it took them this long to be like, you know what, we'd rather have a guy who literally has had the playbook for 10 days take care of this. He's going to be a better option. Like, yikes. Well, I think they did finally send Nathan Peterman off into retirement. Hopefully he has enough in his uh, GoFundMe um, yeah, you know, people raised enough for him that he can retire comfortably. But, uh, yeah, so anyway, why don't you tell people how they can find us, and we'll dive right in. We will be with you for an hour, as we are every week, and you can find us all over social media. Uh, start at FantasyFootballSherpa.com. That is your hub. From there, you can find us on Facebook at the Fantasy Football Sherpa fan page. We're on Twitter at the number four THN Inches Show, as well as Fantasy underscore Sherpa and JKIM16. And we are with you every Wednesday night from 9 to 10 p.m. Eastern time. If you want to listen live or anywhere you can find podcasts archived after that, if you missed an episode, find us wherever your favorite podcast app is. We're there, nine years worth. I'm talking over 160 shows. There's plenty of content. And we have an action-packed show for you tonight, despite it being another 16 bye week, which are the bane of my existence. Uh, we're going to give you game predictions, who to start, who to sit, your rankings, uh, decidedly who not to start. Looking at you, Josh Allen, and this at all in Buffalo. We'll also give you your injuries, daily fantasy picks, waiver wire pickups, We've got you covered for every facet going into the stretch here, uh, coming down to the end of your season. So, as always, I guess we should probably start with injuries. <laughs> yeah, the funny thing is with the bye weeks, yeah, on the one hand, you hate to have a a week with six teams on bye, but if you're going to pick six teams to be on bye, the only team that's uh, really going to impact many people's fantasy teams, I think, is the Patriots. Other than that, you've got the whole AFC least. Um, San Francisco yeah, and Cleveland on by this week. So I don't think uh, aside from maybe George Kittle and Tom Brady, Rob Gronkowski, you know, you're probably not missing too many starters off your uh, fantasy team this week. You, sh- you should be okay. We can only hope. Um, but in case you're not, we've got you covered. And obviously you've got a couple of somewhere that has all their starters on a spread among those six teams and, uh, my guess is that yeah. those people are probably not in contention for the league's playoffs at this point in the season. And if you are, please tell us how you agree. <laughs> uh, uh, but it was it was certainly a, a tough week to be a wide receiver as far as injuries went. Uh, Cooper Cup, who battled back from two separate injuries over the last few weeks, uh, tore his ACL in the fourth quarter. He's done for the year and subsequently probably part of next year. So that's definitely a blow the Rams weren't looking for. Randall Cobb has been dealing with a hamstring injury. He's been practicing. He's questionable. It looks like he'll probably play tomorrow night. Chris Carson, on the other hand, was a full participant for the Seahawks with that hip injury, so he should be fine going into the Thursday night game. 
Joe Flacco popping up on the injury report with a hip injury. Uh, he's very questionable. It's going to certainly go down to the wire. Lamar Jackson is, quote, ready to go, ready to play. Um, so if Joe Flacco is your quarterback, I would have a plan B, be it Lamar Jackson or somebody else. But uh, you may not know till Sunday if he's playing. A.J. Green's still dealing with that foot injury. He's not going to play this week. Tavon Austin is not practicing for the Cowboys with a groin injury. He's questionable going into the weekend. Adam Thielen and Stefan Diggs with back, calf, and rib injuries, respectively. Both are were limited, um, not practicing a ton this week, but they're both going to be fine for this weekend. Dalvin Cook finally back from injury. So the Vikings getting a little healthier off their bye week. Darren Sproles, however, not getting healthier with that hamstring injury. He's still not going to play this week for the Eagles. Um, essentially, all of the Eagles cornerbacks are injured, so that's, that's not great going into this matchup this week. Um, <laughs> the Titans uh, wide receiver, Taewon Taylor, dealing with a foot injury. He did not practice. It doesn't look great for him this week. I'm hoping he's not a linchpin on your fantasy team because, again, I don't know what you're doing, but props to you if you're still in contention. Um, pretty much every safety on the Colts roster is injured. Again, not a good-looking defense for this week or most weeks. Houston running back Dante Freeman uh, returned to practice for the first time this season coming off that torn ACL. Uh, it looks like he's targeting a return in December, so he's probably two or three weeks away. But for those of you who, I guess, potentially have him stashed in your lineup, I guess it's paying off. Uh, DeAndre Hopkins and Kiki Kute both were limited at practice with foot and hamstring injuries, respectively. They both should be fine this week, although Kiki Kute is a little more questionable, but he looks like he's going to be a go. Chris Thompson still dealing with that rib injury in Washington. He and Jamison Crowder with his own ankle injury did not practice. Uh, They're both pretty questionable. Wait and see on them. I would have a plan B. Adrian Peterson was limited at practice with now he's down to just a shoulder injury on the injury report. He was with he he had four injuries at one point they were reporting. So this is actually a good sign. He's going to be fine this weekend. Chris Godwin did not practice with his ankle injury. Keep an eye on that, but it looks like he should be good to go. Both running backs Peyton Barber and Ronald Jones in Tampa Bay were limited. Uh, Jones is dealing with a hamstring injury. Peyton Barber with both an ankle and shoulder injury. So keep an eye on them. Royce Freeman out in Denver dealing with an ankle injury. He's been limited at practice. The Chargers got Joey Bosa returning to practice for the first time. He was limited. It looks like he's got a chance to at least play some snaps this week. Um, So that's a a nice get for their defense. Jordy Nelson is questionable with a knee injury uh, in Oakland. Martavis Bryant, however, not going to play this week with that knee injury. It did not look great. (laughs) James Conner. Uh, left the game last week with a concussion. He's going to be fine. He's out of the concussion protocol. Devontae Parker in Miami uh, is walking around in a sling. He's got a shoulder injury. It doesn't look great for him this week. And also in Miami, their wide receiver, kick returner, Jakeem Grant, uh, is likely out this week. He's in a walking boot with an Achilles injury, which is a pretty big uh, hole to fill for their special teams. And Marvin Jones is dealing with a knee injury. He's questionable. Again, I'd wait and see on that one. So there you go. We made it. <laughs> While you were reading the injuries, I flew down to Mexico City, tore up Azteca Stadium, and flew back. Oh, geez. You were very productive. I try to be. <laughs> I'm I'm glad you make good use of the time. I do. Okay. <laughs> Next week, I'm aiming to learn Mandarin. You know, it might be a two-week process, but it really depends how this week goes. It could be a one-week process. <laughs> depends on the length of the injury list. Yes, it might be. You might be able to squeeze it all in. So, shall we move to uh, waiver wire pickup? Yeah, why don't you give the people a little bit of your voice? I'm sure they'll love it. <laughs> You're probably oh. sick of mine already. <laughs> I doubt that. Um, so, running back wise, again, pretty slim pickings on the waiver wire this week what with all the teams on a bye but if you do need somebody Jalen Richard with Oakland Wendell Smallwood and Josh Adams with the Eagles Naheem Hines with the Colts Giovanni Bernard with the Bengals Theo Riddick with the Lions and Ty Montgomery uh, set to make his debut for the Ravens Uh, those are the people I'd be looking to pick up Uh, anyone you want to add to the list uh no I'm I'm feeling pretty good about that list actually Okay. On to wide receivers. Uh, you mentioned Chris Godwin is 
banged up, but if he does play or looks like he's going to play, he's somebody I would be looking to add if I were uh, in needy in the wide receiver department. Mike Williams with the Chargers, Nelson Aguilar with the Eagles, Josh Reynolds, who's going to be stepping up for the Rams now with Cooper Cup out for the season, Christian Kirk with Arizona, Taylor Gabriel and Anthony Miller with the Bears, and DJ Moore with Carolina. Yeah, I'm a, I'm big into Christian Kirk and DJ Moore, I think, are probably my two favorites out of the bunch. Okay, moving on to quarterbacks. Uh, um, Dak Prescott, actually, at the top of my list, along with Marcus Mariota. The suddenly uh, showing signs of life, Eli Manning, Alex Smith, and a little further down the list, Blake Bortles, Derek Carr, Josh Rosen, and if Joe Flacco can't go either, RG3 or more likely Lamar Jackson. I wouldn't expect big things from either of those guys, but again, uh, you'd, you'd have to be really scraping the bottom of the barrel and most likely in a two-quarterback league to really consider starting either of those guys, I think. Yeah, you certainly have better options. I think it looks more like Lamar Jackson, but nobody wants to commit to anything in Baltimore, and I'm sure that's you know a strategic move. I get it, but... I'm intrigued by by starting him if he's out there. Like I don't I don't really want to. I just like the idea of it. I like him as a DFS pick. I'll tell you that. And I have him on a dynasty team, but uh, there's no way I'm starting him unless all the other quarterbacks on my roster had a buy this week, which thankfully I I don't think is the case. But uh, yeah. Wait, you mean that you don't have this Baker Mayfield and Brock Osweiler and and Sam Darnold just hanging out on your <laughs> Your roster on a bye week that you can plug the more Jackson on a in? dynasty team? No, no, I do not. <laughs> Josh Allen could have been a linchpin for you. Could have been the guy. No, I, I don't think so. Um, I'm more likely to have the Josh Allen that's currently playing for the University of Kentucky. I think he's a, a linebacker wow. or something. He's more likely to wow. be on my fantasy team than Josh Allen, the quarterback. With the that is a bold Bills. statement. Old statement. Yeah. So, and as far as tight ends go, uh, again, not much there, but Ricky Seals-Jones with Arizona, DJ Ozama with the Bengals, Jeff Hoyerman with the Broncos had a nice game last week, uh, Pittsburgh's Jesse James, Washington's Vernon Davis, and uh, your beloved Cowboys' Jeff Swain would be uh, people that uh, I would be willing to stick into my fantasy lineup if I were desperate for a tight end this week. I mean, Jeff Swain's not a bad pick. Obviously, the Cowboys are a very confusing team, and we'll talk about them later. I'm not sure what to make of them anymore. <laughs> I just don't know. Well, I, I I did pick my team this past week, the Giants uh, over the 49ers, and uh, lo and behold, they actually won me a, a weekly pool. I thought I had a really lousy week because Maybe. I think I was – Maybe going you were what was holding the Giants back this whole time. Perhaps well, if you'd in, bought in, if you had some of the Kool-Aid sooner, this could have been avoided. I mean, you could be sitting atop of this terrible, terrible NFC East. Well, just in case I'm picking them again this week, <laughs> but I don't expect that to, just to, your to best. continue for <laughs> much longer. But, uh, yeah, so should we dive into the start. individual position? Yeah, let's get crazy. All right. Uh, I'll start us off with running backs this week. I have Shock Shock, Todd Gurley at the top of my list, Kareem Hunt second, no. uh, the concussed James Conner third, the uh, not concussed Alvin Kamara fourth, the equally non concussed It's good, it's good to make that fifth. distinction. Very good. Yeah, you're <laughs> welcome. Melvin Gordon uh, sixth, on Johnson seventh. Uh, the recently healthy Dalvin Cook, eighth, Joe Mixon, nine, Aaron Jones, 10, and some others I like a lot this week, Jordan Howard, Tevin Coleman, Lamar Miller, and uh, any of the Seattle triumvirate, uh, Chris Carson, Rashad Penny, and Mike Davis. And by the way, it's unlikely Rashad Penny is still out there in your uh, fantasy league, but on the off chance that he is, he's somebody that would uh, vault to the top of my uh, running back waiver wire pickups if he's still out there. It's confusing what's going on there. there. Yeah. They have a three-headed monster there, but uh, again, they they spent a number one pick on the guy. I expect that 
at some point uh, to shine a little more than he has so far this season. You got high hopes. You get him on your dynasty team too. <laughs> uh, I do not have Rashad Penny on a dynasty team, but I do have him on a couple of uh, season uh, season teams, uh, season long teams, just uh, taking up space on the end one. of the bench in hopes that he'll be relevant by playoff time. Yeah, you never know. Chris Carson doesn't seem to want to stay healthy, so good chance. Yeah. So why don't you hit us up with your uh, top ten uh, running backs for this week? How much I shockingly also have Todd Gurley at the top of my list. Um, I have, I've got Alvin Kamara at two, your boy Saquon Barkley all the way up at three, Kareem Hunt, Ezekiel Elliott, Melvin Gordon, Christian McCaffrey, David Johnson, uh, Leonard Fournette, and old James Conner. Concussed, unconcussed, okay. I'm okay with starting him. All right. As far as the avoid list goes, I have a pretty short list partly just because you know so many teams on by it's hard to say that somebody that's healthy and starting uh, shouldn't be in your lineup this week but also mm-hmm. just I expect a lot of high scoring games this week and for the second week in a row and as such I there are not too many that I think you should stay away from nevertheless I do have Leonard Fournette at the top of my do not what? start list this what? week I don't think he's going to do much against the Steelers, you may disagree. It sounds like you do. I do. Um, I do. Alex Collins. Alex Collins is also uh, taking up space on my avoid list this week. Uh, Philip Lindsay, Roy yeah. Freeman with Denver, and Doug Martin with Oakland uh, rounding out my uh, abbreviated avoid list for running backs this week. Okay. Um, I I've got – Pretty much anyone not named Josh Adams, but realistically also Josh Adams. I don't want to start any of the Eagles running backs this week. Uh, I'm tired of, of this Russian roulette we're playing. Wendell Smallwood is the front office's guy. Josh Adams is really the guy who should be starting. Corey Clement's still in there. I don't like figuring out who's going to get the touches. And I think they're going to have to throw the ball a whole lot. So I don't want any part of it. Um, Ito Smith, Theo Riddick. I actually have... I've got Peyton Barber, Royce Freeman, guys that we had on the injury report here, um, and Buck Allen. That was my list. I just really just don't want to start any of the Eagles running backs is really where I'm at on this. Yeah, I I can see that. I I think, yeah, we'll get to the individual game uh, picks uh, coming up, and you'll see why we might have a slightly different uh, opinion on those. But uh, I could certainly see making a case for – avoiding those on the grounds that they're going to be behind, be behind and uh, have to spend a lot more time throwing than they will running the ball. So we'll see. How about uh, wide receivers who's on your uh, recommended list for this week? Yeah, I mean, if, if the Eagles are banking on their run game to win in that game, they got they got big problems already. Things are not going great. Um, but wide receiver-wise, <laughs> Actually, I've got they could try Thomas. to control the game and keep Drew Brees off the field by – doing that, but I don't think they'd be likely to be very successful with that strategy. Especially because their entire defense is banged up. They don't have any quarterbacks. None. They're all gone. Uh, so I don't know. But I, mean, I don't know what more reason to try to keep the ball on the ground and keep the, the New Orleans offense off the field as much as possible. Yeah, that just hasn't really worked for them that well. I mean, they've in theory have been doing this for a while and it's just it's not working. But anyway, we'll get there. I'm 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 way off track already. Um, wide receivers: Michael Thomas definitely at the top of my list. Julio Jones a close second. Adam Thielen, who is practicing and looks like he'll be okay. Odell Beckham Jr., Antonio Brown, DeAndre Hopkins, Devontae Adams, Tyreek Hill, Keenan Allen, and Mike Evans running on my top ten. Okay, hey, my top ten consists of Tyreek Hill one, Julio Jones two. Adam Thielen, three, Michael Thomas, four, Odell Beckham Jr., five, Devontae Adams, six, DeAndre Hopkins, seven, Antonio Brown, eight, Mike Evans, nine, Doug Baldwin, ten. Some others, uh, honorable mentions, Robert Woods, Juju Smith-Schuster, Keenan Allen, Brandon Cooks, Kenny Galladay with the Lions, and Corey Davis, who had a nice game for the suddenly resurgent Titans last week. Yeah, look at them. Jeez, where's that been all season? Um, but anyway, 
Uh, I've got a, a couple of names that we we recommended on the waiver wire. Not necessarily guys I want to start unless I have to this week. DJ Moore, uh, Christian Kirk, Chris Godwin. We talked about a little banged up. Uh, Nelson Aguilar, really not into this week. I'm not into most weeks. That's not a secret here. Uh, Michael Crabtree, Tyler Lockett, John Brown, uh, and Anthony Miller. Hey, for me, um, Michael Crabtree was at the top of my avoid list for this week. And again, that's more uh, commentary on whoever might be throwing in the ball than on him. Emmanuel Sanders, Jordy Nelson, Judy Westbrook, Dylan Cole, Dante Moncrief, John Brown, and uh, Willie Sneed, IV. <laughs> the whole IV. I just, I don't get it. Yeah. If the other three aren't in the league, you don't need it on your jersey. I don't understand it. This will never be a thing I get. Maybe it's because I don't have numbers or a junior in my name. I mean, I tried. My brother my brother has a, a two in his name. I tried to make a number thing work when I was a kid, but it just didn't take. So maybe maybe I just am bitter about that. I don't know. I wonder if he's ever needed an IV. I mean, I would think at some point. They played some hockey games. We should find yeah. out. Willie Sneed, because I'm sure you're listening. I need answers. I got to know. I got to know. Like the same thing. I just, I don't get being like Terrell Pryor being a senior when his kid is two years old. He's not in the league. I don't think this is an issue we have to worry about yet. Well, Terrell Pryor is no longer in the league either. Buffalo cut him. So, yeah, I guess I'm just saying. Maybe that's on. why. That could have been, that could have been a contributing factor. His jerseys cost Probably. more to make. He's got extra letters now. Why keep him around? That's just business. Uh, yeah. It's it's a sad world when Terrell <laughs> Pryor's out of the league and uh Josh Allen isn't. But that's that's my uh commentary. Such a there. hater. Such a hater on Josh Allen. I am. <laughs> well he's done nothing to dispel my my lack of trust in him this season. I mean, even in the game against the Vikings he was what, eleven of fifteen for hundred and twenty yards and I'm not, not saying exactly he lit the world, the world on fire, fire, but he didn't actually he didn't actually burn it down either. So maybe not in that you game, know. but he didn't do much in his other games. But anyway, uh, quarterbacks who do you like this week? Love and Drew Brees. Uh, I think we can all figure out how I think that game might be going. Uh, Patrick Mahomes also very high on the list here. Jared Goff, Carson Wentz. Matt Ryan, Aaron Rodgers, Cam Newton, Ryan Fitzpatrick, old Socrates, not giving up on you, buddy, Deshaun Watson, and Andrew Luck. <laughs> okay, we have a little bit of disagreement there, which should be interesting to see how that carries over to the games. But I have Jared Goff and Patrick Mahomes at the top of my list. Um, so that should be quite the barn burner Monday night. Russell Wilson, Drew Brees, Ben Roethlisberger, Matt Ryan. Aaron Rodgers, Marcus Mariota, Philip Rivers, and Deshaun Watson rounding out my top ten uh, honorable mentions to Kirk Cousins, Mitchell Trubisky, Eli Manning, Matthew Stafford, and Andy Dalton, your ginger ninja. Oh, the ginger ninja. did not look very good last week, but I'm expecting to come back this week. No, neither did anybody else on the team, but the Saints have been making a lot of people look silly this week, I mean this season. Also this week, ominous foreshadowing. <laughs> Perhaps. I hope. So if you, you've got a lot of honorable mentions, is there, is there anybody left on your avoid list? Oh, there's plenty of people on my avoid list. But uh, if you want to go first, wow. uh, then I'll hit you up. Okay. Um, I As much as I like the idea of starting Lamar Jackson, I don't actually think you should do it. I can't condone it. Um Matthew Stafford also maybe not my favorite start this week. Eli Manning, Kirk Cousins, Philip Rivers, Dak Prescott, uh, Blake Bortles, Marcus Mariota. I think there's some value in in places here, but not if they're your only quarterback. You can do better. You can be better. My top three this week were Cam Newton, Andrew Luck, and Dak Prescott for avoids. Not because I necessarily think their teams aren't going to score enough points to make them relevant, but again, just like you just said, you know, you can do better. There's going to be some really high-scoring games this mm-hmm. week involving even some, you know, 
not necessarily first tier quarterbacks that uh, I don't think you need to you know, start those guys uh, when I just don't see their teams uh, scoring a lot of points. But Derek Carr, Blake Bortles, Case Keenum, whoever starts for Baltimore, and then Alex Smith, uh, those guys round out my avoid list for this week, quarterback wise. That's fair. I like that we can at almost almost every position take an entire team and just rule out everybody at that position. It's been a strong week for that this week. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Due to all the uncertainties. It usually happens at running back, but at quarterback, you know, pretty yeah. rare for that to happen only when you really don't know who the, the starter is going to be and whoever it is they're up against a formidable opponent. So we'll see. I still consider Cincinnati formidable. You may disagree, but uh, I, I think I the might. Saints I might. stumble, uh, notwithstanding the Bengals are still a decent team with a shot, a legitimate shot at the playoffs. Okay, all right. I mean, let's let's see what happens. I believe me, I am a Thanks. ginger ninja apologist and have been for a very long time. I I don't know. I'm just not sure. I'm totally on board with this. Okay. So as far as tight ends go, this is a, a strange week in that, uh, you know, Rob Gronkowski, who's usually a staple of our lists, uh, usually a little bit higher up on your list than he is on mine, but he's out this week. Uh, Travis Kelsey has been a mainstay for uh, both of our lists uh, pretty much every week this season. He's number one on my list this week. Austin Hooper had a nice game last week, one of the few bright spots for the Falcons, he's number two on my list. Jimmy Graham, Evan Engram, Zach Ertz, Ryan Griffin, Johnu Smith, Vance McDonald, Jesse James, Tyler Higby finally uh, had a touchdown last week. And uh, honorable Welcome mention to the NFL. Uh, yeah, that's, yeah, but uh, really, realistically, once you get down past the first uh, four or five guys on my list, uh, even though they're on my recommended list. It was mainly just to fill space and get to 10. You know, I don't expect a, a lot of tight ends to be racking up big numbers this week. It's a bit of a tight end wasteland, I would say. I think that might be the nicest way to put it. Um, I, I personally am a little surprised Zach Ertz is as low down on your list as he is. He's number one on my list. Um, 14 targets last week. They don't have a lot of wide receivers that can actually catch the football. For me, that spells way more targets this week. I'm into it. Uh, Travis Kelsey, number two on my list. Greg Olson, Trey Burton, OJ Howard, Jimmy Graham, Austin Hooper, Jared Cook, and Evan Ingram. Okay. For me, um, my avoid list, Greg Olson is at the top of my avoid list. Jared Cook and OJ Howard, who were on your recommended list, uh, managed to find their way to my avoid list. Jeff Hoyerman Terrible. had a nice game with Denver last week, but uh, not for me this week. Cameron Brait, and then uh, if you're really rummaging, uh, Luke Wilson, Ben Watson, I would stay away from those guys. Okay. I also, I've also i got Kyle Rudolph on my avoid list, which paid me to do it a little bit. Um, he's been solid on my fantasy teams all season. I don't love the matchup. Um, other than the obvious too. I don't have too much beef with your list. Uh, it's just, like you said, it's, it is slim pickings for tight ends out there right now. All right. Uh, how about defenses? Who do you like this week? These are always fun because they're never, ever close to the same. So let's see. Let's see what last week we did pretty good. Um, I've got the bears at the top of my list, followed by the Cardinals, Texans, the Chargers, Ravens, Steelers, the Vikings, the Redskins, the Panthers, and the Saints. I think we had two or three teams in common there, but uh, let's, uh, right. yeah, I have the Chargers. <laughs> Chargers at the top of my list, uh, Arizona, Pittsburgh, Cincinnati, Houston, Tennessee, Atlanta, Detroit, and New Orleans. I only gave you nine, but that's because I think those are the only ones that I would really, I would want I to put my start in. I only believe in nine, so I didn't want to force it. All right. All right. I don't want you to force anything. It's, it's certainly okay. not something we want to do here. <laughs> no, we don't. Uh, how about uh, avoid no, list? No, My no, personal avoid list. Is over there. We're not making you go 10. 
Uh, I could easily do that on my avoid defense list this week, but uh, who's on your first? Defenses are the new kickers for you. Um, I, this might be a bit of a homer pick. I've got the Falcons, uh, as well as the Chiefs, Packers, the Rams, Cowboys, Broncos, Bengals, Seahawks, Raiders, and Buccaneers. The Rams and the Chiefs, <laughs> the Bears, the Eagles, the Broncos, the Buccaneers, the Cowboys, the Jaguars, the Packers, and the Panthers in my top 10, and then uh, not far behind, I would put the Seahawks, the Redskins, the Colts, the Giants, and the Ravens. So, yeah, that's pretty much half the teams in the league are on my avoid list this week. So not not very many in uh, purgatory. No, purgatory is small this week. Jeez. Yeah. It's a tough, tough, yeah. uh, tough ticket to get, I guess. Between the bye weeks and uh, – the high-scoring matchups, you know, there's there's not much uh, there's not much uh, room and there's not many uh, teams sitting in my purgatory this week. So, how about uh, individual sure. games? You ready to uh, get into those? Let's do it. Uh, your your favorite Thursday night games this week? We've Bain got uh, Green Bay at Seattle. Um, shades of the game. The last time that I can remember the two teams playing was the game that ended, you know, the Monday night game that ended on the Aaron Rodgers, the Hail Mary a number of seasons back. Uh, they may have played once at Seattle since then, but I'm not recalling off the top of my that head. Was, but, that uh, was what brought back the actual referees. That was like the last blunder of the the scab referees, if you will. Was it not? That was a tough one. <laughs> yeah, I think you're right about that. Um, that was a tough game for referees. Yeah, this one, I think it'll come down to the wire, but uh, hopefully not decided on an official's call or a Hail Mary pass. I, I think Seattle, a little bit more balanced attack, um, a little bit better defense, and plus they'll have 12 men in, as opposed to Green Bay's 11. I'm going to go with uh, Seattle to win this by a field goal at home. <laughs> Final score, Seattle 30, Green Bay 27. Well, I'm going to shock you here. And I think I know you well enough to know you're practice. going to take Green Bay. <laughs> I sure am. I'm not scared of Seattle at home. We haven't done 65 shows for nothing. And I think I've picked Green Bay on just about all of them, excluding bye week. It very rarely goes the other way. Um, but consistency is a good thing. I'm taking the Packers to win 27-23. Not as high scoring as some of these crazy Thursday night games have been. I think we're finally going to get a break from these blowouts, from, you know, a a little bit of unpredictability. I think we're going to get some predictability and that Aaron Rodgers is going to lead us on a fourth quarter drive to win the game, as he does so well, even on one leg, even in Seattle, even with the 12th man. I'm just saying take it to the bank. I'm going to bite my tongue pretty hard on that one, and let's move on to the Sunday games. Then. Just wait. Okay, it gets up, better. <laughs> first up, we've got uh, Houston at Washington. You know, Washington looked like a contender for a while, and yes, they did beat Tampa Bay last uh, weekend, but they did give up 500 yards in doing that. I don't know how a team can amass 500 yards of offense and only get three uh, – points out of it, but uh, Tampa Bay managed to do just that. Uh, this week, I don't think Houston gets 500 points, but I still think that they uh, managed to outscore Washington. I'll go here with the final score of uh, the, the Road Warrior, Houston Texans, 27, and the, the, the Humboldt Homeboys, the Washington Redskins, 24. I got to be honest, that Redskins game last week was very confusing as I live in the D.C. area. I mean, basically in D.C., people down here didn't know what to make of it. And obviously I watched it because I got it on TV here and, like, what else are you going to do? But I, that game just set football back. I can't I can't begin to try to understand what happened. Despite that, I'm going to take the Redskins to bounce back. Even though they won this game, it's still a bounce back because that was abysmal. Bounce back bounce on back the victory, and, yeah. Exactly. In a way that only the Redskins can. And they're going to win this game 24-20. I have just very little respect for the Houston Texans. None. 
And it's not like I want to keep picking the Redskins to win because really I would like them to not be atop the NFC East, but I, I just I really think that they're the better team than the Texans. Feels weird to say. Texans were on a nice roll before their bye week. Let's see if any of that. But uh, moving on, uh, we've got Pittsburgh at Jacksonville. Um, at the beginning of the, yeah, and it's you know it was a rematch of the the uh, AFC division round last year where Jacksonville went on the road and uh, beat the Steelers in a really high scoring game. I think the Steelers are going to return the favor here. Jacksonville is struggling on offense this season. Pittsburgh seems to have uh, gotten their act together, especially uh, after a slow start. But now with the whole Levy and Bell saga behind them, I think they're going to win this game pretty handily. I'll go with a final score of Steelers 31 and Jaguars 20. Now, I know you were upset about the Packers pick, but I told you it gets better. And it does, because I'm taking Jacksonville to win this game. <laughs> All right. I have, three I games have the Jaguars. Disagreed on three. Yeah, so things are going great. This is going to be a really good week. I'm feeling, feeling really good about this. I don't think we've ever gotten I through think... where we've disagreed on all however many games. I know we had one show probably back we've, you know, three we or can't... four seasons ago where we agreed on everything, but I'm guessing that's uh, – we could disagree on everything, but I don't think that's ever happened. So what's your final score for either. this one? I've got the Jaguars winning 30-28, and I think Blake Bortles is going to make some magic happen in the fourth quarter. I think having a complement of borderline almost healthy running backs and a pretty decent defense, I think will stifle the Steelers on the road who've got a lot of stuff going on outside of the locker room. Uh, they've got, you know, they're a little banged up. I think that the Jaguars can pull off this upset. I'm I'm fully on board with Blake Bortles. Okay, next up we've got the suddenly resurgent uh, Tennessee Titans uh, uh, division game. They're on the road against Indianapolis. I think Tennessee's going to keep it going and make it three in a row. I'll go with the final score of uh, the Marcus Mariota's 27, the Andrew Lux 24. I got to tell you, the Mariota Cart fantasy team name has treated me very well this season. Things are going probably better for the Mariota Carts than they are for the Teenage Mutant Ninja Bortles. Not that things are that bad there. Um, but unfortunately, I can't take my boy Mariota to win this week. I'm taking Indianapolis to win this 27-24. I think Andrew Luck is going to have himself a nice game. Obviously, we saw how his week was going to go differently per our rankings earlier in this episode. Um the Titans have done some good things, but it has been very much a roller coaster. And I just, I think that Indianapolis could pull this off. Okay. So far we're 0 for 4. I I think that's a, a new record for us, but we'll see if we can keep the string going here. We Next up, we've got your <laughs> beloved Cowboys starting the first of uh, their, their uh, uh, Thanksgiving week, uh, two games in five days thing. Usually they let them play the Sunday before uh, Thanksgiving at home too, but not this year. They're on the road against Atlanta. Atlanta's been very much of an up-and-down team all season. Maybe this is a spite pick, but I'm going to pick them to beat the Cowboys here. I'll go with a final score of uh, Falcons 30, Cowboys 24. Well, our streak has come to an end. I want to pick the Cowboys. Believe me, I do. But... Um, I, I definitely am not sold on things being fixed. I think that that was a very ugly football game they played with the Eagles. The Eagles were just a little bit of an uglier team. I think Atlanta really needs to prove something. Granted, I think my Super Bowl pick is looking pretty rough right now. I don't think we can come back from that and win a Super Bowl at home. I wish things had been different, Atlanta, but I think they can they can squeak out a victory here. 24-21, I'm taking the Falcons. All right, well, at the start, we uh, finally agreed on one. Do you think we'll end up agreeing on more games than we disagree this week? So far, we're one and four. Uh, I don't know. Maybe. Okay. All Maybe. Right. Uh, actually, I think we're going to get further in the hole. Actually, I, I don't think it's going to happen, but we'll see. It'll get the suspense up I can, for the rest I can of the show I safely then. say I think we've got at least – at least two or three more disagreements. 
I guess they're pretty conservative. Probably. Probably. Yeah. So next up, we've got the JPP Bowl. The, the Tampa Bay Woo! Buccaneers are going on the road to the Giants, and uh, hopefully he'll leave the game but with as many fingers people. as he had. Very real thing. Missing yeah, it's definitely a revenge game, and uh, so far this year, it seems like uh, most revenge games, it's the the player's new team you know, the, that uh, beats the player's old team, but I think the Giants are going to buck the trend here. Tampa Bay's defense uh-huh. has been uh, did relatively there. non-existent this season, even with uh, Jason Pierre-Paul. I think Giants will win a high-scoring game by a field goal here. I think Tampa Bay will figure out how to get on the scoreboard last week, but I still think it uh, doesn't matter. Giants will outscore them. Giants 30, Tampa Bay 27. Okay, we have a similar score, definitely a different outcome. Uh, <laughs> I I like what your Giants are doing. I'm I, As we've covered extensively, I'm a big Saquon Barkley fan. I'm excited Eli Manning sort of figured out football again, but I think that Socrates is going to get the win here. I think they just have a little bit more going for them despite being a little banged up. Um, I think their defense is going to show up better. I don't think either of these are anything to write home about. I'm taking Tampa Bay to win 30-24. Okay. (laughs) Deep breath. Deep breath. Oh, man, I'm, I'm going to feel phone. so bad when you have a heart attack one day. <laughs> Gosh, if I if that happens during the show, just carry on without me and you know, just just call my wife afterwards. Body and keep going. Yeah, step over the body. <laughs> if my cat starts meowing, then you'll know. Okay. Cats um, we can take. Next Go up. against all the birds. <laughs> yeah. Well, the cat will uh, be happy with my pick for the next game, the Bengals and the Colts. Uh, I'm going to pick the Bengals to bounce back on the road. And, yeah, I just don't see how Baltimore gets it done starting RG3 or uh, Lamar Jackson this week. So I'm going to go with the Bengals and a healthy quarterback, uh, even though they have an unhealthy wide receiver, star wide receiver. I'd rather have the healthy quarterback. Uh, then the healthy wide receiver. I'll go with the final score here. Bengals 27, Colts 20, I mean, not Colts, uh, Bengals 27, Ravens 21. I mean, the, the Colts were in Baltimore once upon a time. <laughs> yeah, I'm showing my age. It's okay. It's all right. Nobody was saying that. Um, in 20 years, maybe I'll finally get it right at some point. Probably about the nah. same time I uh, pronounced Antonio Holmes' name correctly. San Antonio Holmes. I wish he was still around. That was always such a treat. Every week without fail. (laughs) (laughs) One of my many malaprops. (laughs) It's a quirk. It's a good thing. Um, Another good thing is how you're wrong about how this game's going to go, and that is the fact that Baltimore, everybody's going to underestimate them. Whether or not Joe Flacco's under center, they're prepared, and I think – Things are going to be all right. Their defense is going to keep them in it. Granted, you know, that Cincinnati has some things going for them. I'm looking at you, Ginger Ninja. Things are all right. I just think Baltimore is a little bit more of a complete team. I have them winning a close game, 23-20, which is actually kind of high scoring for this division. Yeah, we're we're, (laughs) we're definitely off the rails here. We're one and six so far in terms of agreeing. Unfortunately, the Browns are not playing this week for me to also pick them, but like we were right on that crazy train. <laughs> you were you were right on that one. I'll give you that for last week. I'm not I right about a lot of them. things. God only knows what will uh, happen this week. I, you know, I'm feeling good about it. Uh, um, did I actually commit to No, you actually picked it last, last, last week, as two. did I. Yeah, so, I just, sorry, I gave you credit I just for want the Super Bowl something. pick to not be terrible. I think I've picked Atlanta literally every week this season. Okay. <laughs> so now next up we've got uh, the Detroit team whose coach uh, was a defensive coordinator in the Super Bowl last year, and we've got a Carolina team that was actually in the Super Bowl three or four seasons ago. I think Detroit, yeah. uh, they've got two home games in five days here. 
two pretty tough matchups, first Carolina and then Chicago on Thanksgiving Day. I think they get it started off on the right foot here with the victory. I'll go with uh, Detroit and uh, Kerryon Johnson-led team to uh, defeat the Panthers. Final score, Lions 28, Panthers 24. Okay. I also am picking the Lions. I have them winning 28-27. It's a little bit closer of a game, but I'm with you. Kerryon Johnson, he's going to be the man. Okay. Is it is it confusing up. when I agree with you? It's so foreign. <laughs> it is. I'm I'm totally thrown off here. So it's a good thing that you know, uh, there are only 13 games this week. So we already disagree on six of them. So one more, and I can already imagine which game that's going to be. But uh, yeah, we'll we'll disagree yeah. on more games this week than we'll agree. Which even that may be a first. But it might be. So next, I'm interested to see how it plays out. It's going to it's gonna go very much one way or the other, I think. <laughs> Next uh, up, we've got Denver at the Chargers. Hopefully, we'll agree on this one. I think Chargers are a much better team. They get Joey Bosa back this week. I really don't see how Denver is going to keep up with them. That said, they'll probably win by four touchdowns, but I'm going to pick the Chargers to win by roughly two touchdowns. Final score, Chargers 30, Broncos 17. I've got the Chargers winning, so we agree there. I've got them winning just by 10, 31-21. I think the Denver defense hangs in a little bit, but it's just Chargers are just better overall. They are. Okay. Next, uh, we have a game that uh, should be the Turkey Bowl, even if it's not being played on Thanksgiving weekend. But we've got uh, Oakland traveling to Arizona. Teams have combined, I think, for three victories. This season, uh, somebody's got to make it four. Now, I'm definitely looking at two uh, teams with top five draft picks uh, in this one. And I'm going to go with Arizona to win their third game of the season, their second home victory. Um, Funny, all three of their victories, if I'm right about this, will uh, uh, occur against teams in the the Bay Area as they've beaten the 49ers for their two victories so far. I think they'll complete the trick here by beating... The Raiders and the, the so I'll take the uh, Cardinals twenty four over the Chuckies seventeen. I'm taking the Chuckies, taking the Chuckies twenty to sixteen. Um, things are things are not good in Oakland. They're not good in any facet in Oakland, and I think that means they're going to find a. Them? Yeah, I'm not. I'm not saying it's a good thing. I'm just saying that Arizona is a hot mess, also. And I think Oakland sort of has something to prove. And, I mean, they need to get the headlines away from people trying to get the hell out of the organization openly in the locker room postgame. That's not a good look. They need to, they need to do something. they got to go to the Jerry Jones School of Diversion and set something on fire over here so you're distracted by the fire already burning in front of you. That's the only way. They can ransack Marshawn Lynch's uh, locker maybe. Yeah. Something. Get a pinata. Let him on the field driving a car and let him run somebody over. Whatever it takes, you got to do it. Yeah, no one's buying this. Late in the baseball. Late in the baseball season, they often have the players. Yeah, you know, the manager. If the team has nothing to play for, especially if it's a good team that's already clinched something, the manager will mm-hmm. let one of the players manage the last game of the season. I know we're not at the last game of the season yet, but maybe Oakland should try that and let. Uh, Jared Cook, or even Martavis Bryant would probably be. I think I would like Jordy Nelson to play or manage. That's who I would pick. Jordy Nelson. I would pick Sebastian Janikowski, but he's not on the team anymore, so I would make it kind of difficult. Bring him back just for this. Sign him for one week. Right. And his career as a player coach. What a perfect way to end a career for that Polish meatball. That is glorious. Who do we talk to to make this happen? Oh, we can, uh, yeah, he he should sign a one-game contract at the end of his career as a player coach. This is a crusade I am fully on board with. Okay. I I still love when they let him try, when uh, I think it was Tom Gable let him try a 73-yard field goal at the end of the first half in the game in his last season. It was almost like he was begging to be fired. (laughs) Guys, guys, look what I'm doing. Look what I'm doing. Do you think he can do it? Probably not. Who cares? 
<laughs> this isn't even a real job. Yeah, that was oh, one of my old days. Yeah, my favorite uh, plays of uh, recent vintage, probably topped only by the, the Griff Whalen play against the Patriots Ooh. when they lined up and split out nine guys and had the two on five. That was uh, definitely another game that play that should go down in, in the NFL history. That was one of the highlights. <laughs> So, okay, Goodness. next up we've got uh, Philadelphia, the Eagles, fresh off their Sunday night defeat at the hands of your Cowboys traveling on the road to mm-hmm. New Orleans, one of the juggernauts in the NFC this season. I'm going to go with uh, New Orleans to continue their winning ways. I don't think it'll be quite a blowout, but I do think they'll win it fairly handily. I'll go with the final score of uh, Saints 34 and the, uh, the Wentzless is 24. Okay, I actually have the exact same score, which means it's probably going to go completely opposite. Um, I've I've got the Saints winning 34-24. I think this is going to be uh, a bit of a shootout. The Eagles' defense is banged up. The New Orleans' defense is not really anything that's going to slow down anyone actually trying to run an effective offense. Um, but I, I just I just don't think the Eagles can keep up. They're they're wide receivers. I didn't know it's basically just a Michael Thomas show, but at least New Orleans has enough supporting cast around him that he can be the guy and, you know, he's going to catch all the balls thrown his way, which is not the case for, you know, your ones or your twos in Philadelphia, which is their biggest issue. I think I read something the other day that Michael Thomas has the next um, highest wide receiver uh, catch total in New Orleans this season behind Michael Thomas is 12, which seems kind of hard to believe when you're, already uh, nine games into their season. So who knows, maybe they'll put Michael Tilson Thomas out at the other wide receiver (laughs) uh, this week, but uh, that would make for an interesting uh, viewing. That would be awesome. That would be great. At least he would conduct himself well, I think, but anyway. (laughs) Uh... Next up, we've we've got Minnesota at Chicago, uh, I think we're going to disagree on this one, too. This is it admittedly a, a bit of a homer pick. I was up in Minnesota visiting family last weekend. Of course, the Vikings uh, had a bye last weekend. Unfortunately, yeah. the snow there did not. Homer. But uh, anyway, I think uh, Vikings uh, will prevail in this game. Uh, but I think it'll be a close one, a shootout. I'll go with the final score of Vikings 30, uh, Bears 27. Okay, good news. We are disagreeing again. I'm picking Chicago and the fitting Mitchell Trubisky's to win 28-24. Minnesota's getting healthy, and that's awesome, but they have to play in Chicago against that defense in prime time. I don't know if it's the best recipe for success. No, but I don't know. I I usually try to use logic (laughs) in my picks, and that was my one homer pick this week. Actually, (laughs) Yeah, I, I won't count the Giants as a homer pick. I think that you could defend with logic. Minnesota, that's, I, I think, think that's could, a you reason. Can de- you can defend the you Minnesota pick. pick. You certainly can. Yeah, there's there's no games this week that just scream at you that, you know, this this is going to be a blowout the way the Jets and uh, actually even the Jets Ooh. and Bills last week, I don't think either of us picked that as a blowout just because of, you know, Josh no. McCown starting. But uh so offensive be that as it may. Yeah. All right. So now we come to the, the last game of the week, which will probably be the best game of the week, at least on paper. And not in Mexico. And not they're not playing this game in Mexico. And yeah. so yeah, I think the Rams are doing a cool thing. They're giving out a lot of the tickets to the first responders that have been fighting the, the forest fires in Southern California. That's a nice thing to do um, and I think the the Rams will reward the home team uh, Chiefs they got into a shootout with the Patriots a few weeks ago and their defense let them down at the end I would expect something similar here I think the uh, Rams are, are going to win this shootout uh, again maybe I'm uh, underestimating the, the score here but I'm going to go with a final score of uh, Rams 37 
and Chiefs 34. I think the over-under for this game is 65 points, which is a record if I'm not mistaken, but I'll take the over here. I think they combined for more than 70 points in a shootout. So anyway, let's uh, get your take on this one. Shocker of all shocks, I took Kansas City. (laughs) Of course you Um, did. Of course I did. I've got Kansas City winning 35-31. I'm taking the over as well. Uh, Definitely a shootout. Not a lot of uh, defense played here. Um, The Rams' defense, interesting. Just, you know, they went from being very, very vaunted to uh, kind of an afterthought. I mean, that offense is very good, and Todd Gurley is amazing, but – Kansas City is going to be able to hang. I I think they're going to be trading scores. I think there's just going to be a ton of fantasy points to be had here. Um, But I think Kansas City is going to pull it out. I think they're going to show they can win the big games. Okay, we have a few minutes uh, left. Uh, Why don't you hit us up with your DFS picks, and then I've got uh, uh, a couple questions for you. All right, let's do it. So real quick, your value picks for your daily fantasy uh, lineups this week. Obviously, if you're looking to stack, loving the Lions, the Bucks, uh, Kansas City, New Orleans, we talked about, going to have a lot of plays there. The Rams, obviously, to make those stacks work, you're going to need to save money elsewhere. Uh, quarterback, Deshaun Watson. Granted, I don't think he's winning his game, but I think he's a good value. Dak Prescott, Lamar Jackson, if he plays, obviously, if Joe Flacco doesn't go, so that's something you'd have to decide on Sunday. Ryan Fitzpatrick and Marcus Mariota at running back, Deion Lewis, Mark Ingram, Alex Collins, and Carrion Johnson. At wide receiver, Amari Cooper. That one might be a bit of a homer pick. Deshaun Jackson, Keenan Allen, Josh Doxson, Kenny Galladay, and Corey Davis. At tight end, Jordan Reed, Vernon Davis. Take your pick. CJ Uzma and Ricky Seals-Jones. And at defense, you know, I'm not hating the Saints. The price is right. I think they're going to give up some points, but not a ton compared to a lot of these other higher value defenses and high scoring games. So the Saints would definitely be a big pick there. So what you got? Okay. So now every team has played at least nine games um, this mm-hmm. season. And so to me, it seems pretty clear. And this isn't so much a fantasy question. It's just a, an NFL question. To me, it seems like there are three teams that are cut above the rest in the AFC and two teams that are cut above the rest in the NFC. First of all, I want to see if you agree with that uh, statement, if we would agree on the teams. And then second of all, uh, if you agree with that, if you would also agree that uh, our Super Bowl champion this year is likely to be one of those five teams. So first of all, uh, AFC, uh, what are the three teams that I'm thinking of? Uh, well, I, I since it's a multi-part question here, uh, I, I'm going to agree that certainly I think our Super Bowl winner is coming out of this pool. I think there is very much a, a haves and have nots in the league this year. Um, so for that, you know, what are you going to do? But uh, not a lot of parity um, from there as far as, as who we think those five teams are. You said three AFC and two NFC, right? Uh, the The Chiefs up there in the AFC as well as the Patriots. and for my money, the third team. I don't. I mean, are you saying? Do you have the Steelers as your third team? I do. Ah, I don't know. I don't know if I'm if I'm fully on board. Obviously, I'm picking the lose this week, so I don't know if I'm totally on board with the Steelers. There, two teams, absolutely. I think I might like the Chargers better than the Steelers. I'm gonna say it. That's an interesting pick. Um, they would probably be fourth in my list, but I still think the, right. the, the NFC. Uh, I think I think your clear cuts in the NFC are uh, are the Rams and the Saints, though. Yeah, I mean, if defense really wins championships, or at least if you need to have a good defense to uh, hang in the playoffs, then you know I could see that maybe the Chargers are a better pick than any of the teams that I listed there. But I think of the three teams. Um, that I listed for the AFC, I think the Char- the Steelers probably have the best defense of the three. And if I had to pick one of the two teams that we've been talking about in the NFC, I would seem to have a better defense than really? the um, okay. Rams. So even though I, I picked I'd go the, the Steelers and the Vikings I'd, I'd at the beginning the of the season. Yeah. yeah I, I mean, mean in, in, on paper, I think I agree with you, but on the field, the Saints seem to do a better 
job of holding teams in check than the Rams. Rams have been involved in a number of high-scoring games this season, so I, I think if push came to shove, I would probably go with the Saints at this point. All right. So we're continuing the trend of disagreeing. <laughs> Obviously, we want to hear what you guys have to say. Who are your picks uh, as far as especially game picks? Clearly, we are divided. If you have questions uh, about your lineup, who to start, who to sit, you need advice, or you just want to come talk to us about football, we are always happy to do that. You can find us all week long. We're all over social media at FantasyFootballSherpa.com, on Twitter at the number 4THNInchesShow, at Fantasy underscore Sherpa and JKIM16. We're on Facebook at the Fantasy Football Sherpa fan page. And you can find us every Wednesday night from 9 to 10 Eastern time. And then, of course, archived after that, anywhere you can find your favorite podcast. So thank you so much for listening. We'll be back with you guys next week. And, of course, we'll be talking about what we're thankful for. I know you guys love that show every year. Um, So if you have things that you would like to be added to the list for thankfulness, let us know. Otherwise, we'll be back next week. Good luck to Yeah, or pardon. And good luck to everyone, unless, of course, you were playing us.